heard about Anchor? If you haven't, let me back up a minute. It is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you why. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, just like I'm doing right now. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast, too, with zero minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, are you ready to get started? Do you have that idea that you want to make happen? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I believe in you. wonder, what the hell am I doing? Do you ever look at your life and you feel like it's out of control? Like that you don't have any idea what you're supposed to be doing, when or where, or who you're supposed to be doing it with? Do you ever just feel lost? I do. Hi, my name is Andrea Welker, and I'm the host of the Sacred Hearth Podcast. I'm a life coach, and together every week, we'll look at different ways that you can take control of your life. We'll look at things that you can do to help you, and we might even shed a tear or laugh along the way. Together, we can do this. We can help you find your happiness. So don't forget to subscribe. Friends, I welcome you to sit down by the fire with Charlie and I tonight. You might be able to hear him in the studio purring beside me. Tonight, we'll talk about the moon. Did you ever talk to the man in the moon when you were a kid? Maybe we only did that in Appalachia. I don't know. The moon was pretty bright last night. It's getting full again. Every night, when I was a little girl, I used to sit in my window or sit out on the front porch roof with a blanket and stare up at the sky. Sometimes I'd be out there for hours, just waiting for the stars to come out and for the moon to show up. My dad and I would spend hours going over the constellation We'd see Orion's Belt, Cassiopeia, the Gemini Twins, Canis Major, Canis Minor. There were so many of them. I tried to find as many as I could before the moon would rise completely, but I never got far because it was always there and it was always waiting for me. Sometimes, when I was a kid, because of all the extreme bullying I faced, it felt like the moon was the only friend I had sometimes, so I was always excited to see it. I'd tell the moon what was going on in my life, and 
I'd ask him for advice on what I should do about certain things. I'm sure somewhere in my 10-year-old brain it was something like, what do I do to get this boy to like me? <laughs> or will I get invited to that sleepover? But sometimes we talked about really heavy things. Sometimes I would tell him jokes or I'd just sit there and cry because sometimes life was hard and sometimes it was only the moon who knew how much it really hurt inside. Last night I talked to the man on the moon about my friends and the things they're going through, about my sadness, about things I've done right and things I've done wrong. And I talked about confessional moments that are too private to share, things that congregation members or clients would share with me that burden them or that they're proud of, things that are personal to them that I can't share with actual living people. If you ever tell me a secret, chances are the only one who ever hears about it is the man in the moon. After all, secrets and trust are special, just like people. I talked a lot about how sad it is that no one can seem to agree on simple things like how to be nice to each other or how to get along or how to show kindness or compassion or forgive each other when they don't like, you know, or can't get being human right. Sometimes I feel like the whole world woke up one morning and just forgot to breathe or like it ate leftover pizza from the questionable diner down the street and got heartburn bad heartburn, like the kind that even drinking pickle juice just can't cure. But you know, the moon, he didn't say much. He just sat there grinning this quiet, contemplative grin I've seen my whole life, but have yet to unravel. He just sat there motionless, suspended and waiting. I'm not sure what for. But I imagine that it gets quite lonely up there sometimes with no one to keep you company. But you know, it's not so bad for the moon. He has those stars and all those other planets. Maybe that's why he smiles so much because he knows the value of friends. I'd like to be carefree right now. I really would. But I know that no matter what happens in life, two things will happen daily without question. No matter how bad things get, the sun will rise 
and so will the moon. Sometimes I wonder what the moon must think looking down on us. What does he see? And what does he think of us? What does he imagine or hope for us? Or what does she see or imagine? Because just as there's a man in the moon, there's also a woman. There's always a woman. I think sometimes the moon holds the energy of both genders so that it can be truly impartial, never swaying one way or the other, never faltering, always knowing what to do next. So what does a truly impartial figure see when they look at the world right now? I know one thing. When you have a problem that seems like you'll never figure it out, it's always good to look at the moon for the answers. At least, that's what I did when I was a kid. Thanks for listening. This is Andrea Welker, and you're listening to The Sacred Hearth, a podcast developed by me, who's neurodivergent and just as weird as you are. If you like this episode and choose to support this podcast, please make a donation to our anchor page or visit us on Patreon. You can click the links in the description below. I'll see you next time, and don't forget to subscribe.